Hello, everyone. I am Matthew Thomas from Super Cool Radio, and I have a very special guest with me at this time. He is a Canadian session bassist, Ronnie Robson, and he's got a very long resume of bands he's worked with, like Ozzy Osbourne, Black Sabbath, White Snake, Deep Purple, Megadeth, Testament, Quiet Riot, Blue Oyster Cult, Thin Lizzy, Ronnie James Dio, Platinum Blonde, I can go on and on of all the great bands he's worked with, Heaven and Hell, and he's currently part of Hollywood Monsters. Ronnie, that was a lengthy intro, but how are you doing tonight? I'm doing actually, I'm doing great. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing very well. It's October, getting ready for Halloween, and I'm chatting with you. Well, you know what? You know what we have to do? We have to do a, sh I'm going to do a shout out right away. Go for it. For, for Christina Avila. Yes. My East Coast promoter, she she got us hooked up, and you know what? I want to thank her first, just in case I forget, because you know what? I don't want to forget about her. Exactly. All the great work she's done, I've had the pleasure of working with her, as you have as well. And she, yep. all the stuff she does, and she's just so wonderful to deal with. She is. She is a wonderful, wonderful person, definitely. And she does work hard. So I'm glad we got that. That's good. All right. And I'm going to start off this interview. i got a very fun question for you. If you were stuck on an island and you could only listen to one band, but you can listen to their whole discography, who would you choose? You've worked with many great legends, so I'm very curious about this answer. On a desert island, one album, one well, artist. One artist, whole discography. Led Zeppelin, physical graffiti, without a doubt. I like that. I like actually. I, I got a lot of Led Zeppelin answers for that uh, question. So I mean, truly great legends. I mean, just everything they did, really, honestly. Oh yeah, I mean, John Paul Jones was a huge influence uh, on my life. You know, the way he did things because, like, I'm a bass player. He's a bass player. I play keys. He plays keys. You know, and he produces. He's you know he does everything. He's absolutely amazing. The whole band was like just stellar you know so yeah physical graffiti for sure that is, that's a fantastic album i mean just beginning to end of just solid rock music like just solid yeah. I mean, just everything just sounds good i mean there's no other way to put it oh yeah like and, and that album has i think everything you know what i mean like it, it it's got you know and that's why they put it out as a double album it's like we have so much material let's go and to me it's just like it's it's probably my favorite Zeppelin album. Yeah, I was I was actually jamming to Led Zeppelin one a couple of days ago. So I mean, you can't oh, yeah? you got to let the lead out every once in a while. Oh, for sure, definitely, <laughs> definitely. I try to do it all the time, man. You know, but, but you know, it's funny because I haven't been getting together with people. And being a session player, I'm not usually with musicians. Like it's you know all file sharing and everything else. And it's funny, you know, sometimes my wife comes home and I'm, I've got the bass going and I'm like, you know, I'm rocking out all the, like I've headphones on and I'm just doing what I do, right? And sometimes it's just for fun, like learning songs and, uh, or, or revisiting stuff too, right? And I've been playing a lot of piano lately and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some stuff for, for social media with that too soon, I think. We'll see. Yeah, I think... Mean, I mean, That'd be very cool. And I just like the image of you 
it was, you know, just walking in and you have the headphones on, you're just jamming. I love that. Image. Oh yeah. Well, my wife, you know, she, she'll just, I'll be doing it. I'll be rocking out, you know, to like the red hot chili peppers or something. And she'll just walk right by me. <laughs> she already knows like i'm not even gonna try to talk to him that's it he's in his zone. let him go as long as he doesn't break a lamp i'm I'm cool with it you know yeah so no no being being at home is like i i actually i in life i took the safe route out i was always into music always into uh film you know like either i was playing i was filming i was you know editing doing post audio this kind of thing but I, I took the safe right out and I worked for years for uh, the city of Toronto, lastly with uh, animal services. And I had like a little over 32 years and it was, I retired. Uh, my retirement date was actually February 29th, the leap year. So I've been home since then, you know, and all this COVID stuff happens. And like, I haven't even worn pants, man since, you know, since February. And I was joking about it today. I was just, Holy cow, I should try them on just to see if they still fit, right? You know, I put on a pair of jeans. I'm still good, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, that's good your pants still fit. Most oh, people yeah. are nice to not have to wear pants since February. I would love to do that. But. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. I'm, I'm a fortunate individual, that's for sure. You know, like with my life, I'm just, you know, I can't really complain about anything, and, and I won't. You know, the people I've worked with, just the, the route that I've taken, got a great pension, got a great, you know, everything, got a great family. And it's like, I'm here. I'm happy. Yeah. And that's all. I mean, you might not get exactly what you want, but you get everything you need. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, with February going on, you know, obviously this year is 2020. And, um, so how have you been staying busy? Because obviously nothing's really going on, you know, no shows, concerts, you know, or very sporadic in between. Yeah, that's, um, that, in the beginning that hit me kind of hard because we were, I was talking to Steph Hahn about uh, touring in the States and we we're talking, you know, like I'm in Toronto and, you know, New York, Jersey, everywhere's pretty close. And I thought, you know what? Let's get some dates. And I talked to, uh, to Steph Hahn about that. And he said to me, he goes, you know, let's, let's set that up. So I uh, sent an email out to Vinnie Apice and I said, look, man, you know, because he played the majority of drums on the last Hollywood Monsters album. And I said, hey, you know, like, uh, this is what we're thinking about doing. Would you be interested? And uh, he said, yeah. He goes, uh, and we talked a little bit. What do you need? What do you want? Blah, 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 blah. And, and it was just like really, really cool. And I got back to staff and I said, yeah, you know, Vinny's into it. Um, you know, a few dates. I said, you know, over two or three weeks, let's, let's plan this. And I was planning to retire at that time when, you know, when all this was going down. And uh, Steph said to me, um, what about a guitar player? We need a lead guitar player. Who, who would you, you know, who would you think, you know, would be interested in joining us? So I, um, I reached out to Tracy G, Tracy Grialva. And I mean, you know, him and Vinny uh, played before on a Dio album. And I thought, you know what? It'd be really cool to have, to have Tracy out on this. And he agreed. So we we're all ready to go. And, um, you know, COVID happened 
everyone was really, you know, hesitant about, about booking dates. And we kind of just, I said to the guys, I said, you know what, it, it's not really happening. But in the meantime, I've been writing, I've been working on uh, other people's music, doing uh, uh, like in the producer's chair. I've been engineering, that kind of thing. And I've been keeping busy, man. I've been, uh, you know, it's, it's, I'm waiting for, it's almost like I'm planning for when all this ends, you know, when COVID yeah. just, and I've got a lot of things going on now. So I'm just waiting to release certain things, do certain things, but I've been keeping myself really, really busy with no pants. <laughs> Well, that's the best way, accomplishing work and not wearing pants. I love it. Exactly. So can you um, kind of uh, explain a little bit and uh, some more details about what you've been working on, like anything you can say at this time? Yeah, you know what? I, I've been working on my website, RonnieRobson.com, and, and that is going to be released soon. Um, I'm also doing a uh, – I've already – I'm about halfway through the first – first episode of a podcast called uh, Rhythm Section Rockcast. And what it, what that's about is uh, drums and bass as, as a whole, as a driven force. Um, the first episode I'm kind of doing about me where I evolved from, you know, my mid-teens to now um, with a great soundtrack. It, it, it's, it's really cool. Trust me. You'll uh, I'm looking forward this. to hearing it. Oh yeah, no, it's great. So I'm, I'm, it's probably the only time that I will, you know, talk about me a lot or talk about what, but basically it's history. And this is going to go down like history. It, it's a bunch of different genres and, and I'm going to have like all kinds of special guests, you know, be featured in their music and things like that. And I'm really looking forward to it. Um, also, I've been asked to uh, be in a, a publication, and it's all about bass, of course. And that's uh, called the Titans of Bass, and I can't remember the working title they had for it. Titans of Bass, the uh, the tactics, the da -da 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 of over 140 um, famous bass players, and I've, I'm just I was really shocked that they um, got in touch with me and wanted me to be a part of this yeah that's a very high honor i actually got the tight uh, i got the uh, title right here it's titans of bass the uh, tactics habits and routines from over 100 of 140 of the world's best bass players you got it man you've been doing your homework yeah, you. i always do my research there you go and yeah. well so, sometimes with pants sometimes without so oh see perfect <laughs> you know so, what I, I when they got in touch with me i was like I remember, you know, checking my, uh, I was making an espresso, hit the button for the espresso, and I checked my email, and it was like, what? They want me, you know, they want to interview, interview me for this? Okay. So, I mean, I was quite shocked, and, and basically what it, what it is, what it was, and what it's going to be is um, advice for younger bass players, you know? And biggest advice I gave was, as a hobby, listen to Motown. Go right back to the very beginning, like I did. Yes. Yeah, that's the, really the basis of like almost a lot of the base stuff. Like just that that soul to it. Oh yeah, 
No, definitely. Like James Jamerson was a great bass player. I mean, you know, I can I can name off like, you know, 20 great bass players from the Motown era. But and, you know, I, I, I gave some other advice too. you know, what to do, what to listen to, how to how to rehearse with uh, with your with your bandmates. Um, how do you how you practice, you know, and like everyone else is doing like geezer Butler is going to be in this book, too, from Black Sabbath. And you're wearing the shirt. Let me see the shirt again. I got it right no. there. It's right. hard to see with the camera. It'll be that Black yeah. Sabbath in the day. But uh, you know what? It, it's a great project. And I'm really I'm involved with this and I'm really going to push it. So what's going to happen? I'm going to finish off one or two um, uh, podcasts. I'm going to wait for this book to be released. And then what I'll do is I'll release the website altogether because, you know, it has stuff on me like, hey, you want me to, to sit on your session, play bass, no problem. Uh, you want me to tour, no problem. You know, it's got different pages for different things. You know, you want me to help you out in the studio. Um, a, a few bass players have reached out to me and said, you know, I'm really not happy with my sound. Can you help me out? Yeah. So, you know what, I've been keeping busy. In fact, the studio's right behind me. So, nice. yeah, no, I've been keeping busy and, and, uh, I'm just delighted to just have so much support, you know, it's fantastic. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, staying busy and also like having those people like, you know, uh, in, in contact and like around them, it really helps you motivate, you know, especially this is a very challenging times for anyone in the, like, the entertainment business to not be able to do half of your job with, you know, you, you write and record in the studio, but also you tour as well. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I was really looking forward to that. And speaking about, um, you know, other things that I'm doing, I think it was in November or December of 2019. There's, I, I, I can't talk about this very much, but there's this great drummer, um, drummer, and he sent me a message on Instagram, and he says, "Hey, man, I really like what you're doing. You know, like." And I, I think I've only met him twice, like personally, and uh, it was on the road. And, you know, he being in his band and me helping, I was actually helping out another band, another great Canadian band. But anyway, he, uh, he contacted me and said, look, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, doing a little side project. And, uh, you know, here's who I'm thinking about for guitar and, and vocals. Would you be interested? I'm like, yeah, you know, with everything mentioned and, and him reaching out to me, I went, yeah, that's fantastic, man. He goes, you know, it's a touring band. What we'll do is, well, you know, we're all pros. We'll all just do the stuff that we do and, uh, you know, we'll learn some songs. And, and I made a few suggestions. I said, yeah, with these guys that we're playing with, no one is expecting us. No one, like, let's do what everyone's going to expect us to do, but let's throw in a few songs that, people won't uh, won't expect us to do. And let's film the whole thing. Let's film this whole project. Because I own a film company, right? So I said, let's let's film this whole thing. We'll on social media, you know, especially when we tour and but it's it's not all Canadians. There's one guy mentioned um, that lives in Rochester, New York. And that's the only thing I'm gonna say. I'm I'm you know, I've got a 140 page non disclosure agreement that I had to sign. I'm kidding. I didn't have to, but no, but you know, <laughs> it's I mean? it's, it, yeah, it's like, you know, I, I'm really, really happy that, that this guy reached out to me and he came up with this idea and I went, yeah. 
So again, when all this is over, I get to leave the house, which my wife will love. You got to put on pants. Oh yeah, I have to put on pants. Well, it depends. Depends what time, what time of year, you know. Could be shorts. That's right. That's that's it. Or depending on what what part of the country you want, you can wear a kilt too. So. Ah, uh, and you know what? I got a new kilt too. I haven't. Uh, I haven't. I, I bought it in uh, January, and it's really cool. And I haven't. I haven't. I put it on just to to try, and yeah. they did a great job. And um, yeah, where to go? I'll put it on the link below. Um, this kilt company is amazing. It really. They're from the states. They're they're a great company, and I'm going to push them too because. As I said, but I haven't had a chance to go out and wear it anywhere, right? Yeah, I mean, all dressed up, nowhere to go. I know, I know. So now everyone's going to say, we need a picture of you with your kilt on. Yes. Which I will do. No problem. Make sure to tag me in it, because I want to see this now. I will. You'll be the first person. <laughs> right, there you on. Go, Matthew. <laughs> no. right on. All right, so I want to talk about, you know, um, you work with so many great legends. You've done a lot. You have a lot of stuff going on right now. But I yep. want to start at the beginning. How sure. did you get involved in the music industry? Like, how, what was like your first taste, like your first time getting into it? Well, well that's a good question. It, it really is. Um, you know, like I, I played in bands when I was younger. Um, and then I started working in a recording studio. In fact, I worked in two at the same time. And I would play, I would, you know, jam with this band. I would, you know, my, my first band's serious band, I think was Prophecy. And, uh, you know, we played, we jammed, we rehearsed. But I, I, I was always, same thing with like that in film. I was always in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. And all of my friends, my closest friends back then were like either musicians, actors, or worked in film production. So, I mean, I, I just, I would just play, I would sit in, you know, like I'd be engineering and I would, I would sit in or I'd make suggestions. And next thing you know, it's like, hey, um, you know, can you play on my next, uh, you know, they book time, can, can you play, you know, bass on the next one or, or keys? And I, yeah, like no problem. So it started from there, but as I said, I worked for the city of Toronto for 32 years. Like even with that, I was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it wasn't until um, I took my wife to see Heaven and Hell and Megadeth was opening, right, in Toronto. And <clears throat> I remember she was there to see Megadeth. She's a huge Megadeth fan, right? And uh, I was there to see heaven and hell, but it's funny. Megadeth had two players in that band that were Canadian, Glenn and Sean Drover. So uh, my business partner, I was a couple of days later and uh, I was on a phone call with my business partner, Cameron LeBlanc. And, Oh, you know, what's been up? I said, Oh man, we saw a, like a, a great concert, uh, you know, heaven and hell. And, uh, and Megadeth, he's going, yeah, he goes, uh, he goes, uh, guy I used to work with playing Glenn. And well, you're kidding me. And he goes, no, I work with Glenn, you know, good guy, blah, blah, blah. And we talk next thing, you know, uh, 
for whatever reason, and I, I can't remember to this day what it was, was Glenn and I started hanging out. He, he lived maybe about 10 or 15 minute drive away from me. So we would hang out, we'd have breakfast, and sometimes we have lunch, and, and uh, we talked a little bit about music, and, you know, and he sent me this, um, this track that he was working on, and it was a Pat Travers song. And he says, you know, I've known you now for four or five months. I haven't heard you play a note, right? So he says, I want you to, uh, would you mind doing bass on this? I went, yeah, okay. So, I mean, it's on my Facebook page. It's, it's, uh, in fact, I just found another, uh, the first mix he did. I, uh, it was never released anyway, but okay. uh, I started working with Glenn and then Glenn asked me to um, be on uh, an album, uh, another Canadian artist, uh, Sophia Radish. And uh, I have some funny stories about that album because he said, you, you got to play straight. Okay, you can't, you can't, you know, this is, you know. So I was listening to a lot of Red Hot Chili Peppers at that time. And there's one song, and I can't remember the name of it, but it was, let me go back for a sec. It was uh, Glenn Drover, his brother, Sean, and Sophia, and I was doing, um, I was doing bass. <laughs> So there was one, there's a couple songs where you can tell um, that, you know, you got the flea influence in there, but I had to really tone it down, you know? And uh, then um, he got me into uh, another album, Hollander, which absolutely amazing, uh, like songs. I think there's nine songs on the, inaugural album and it was Henning Bassi uh, from Germany and he played with Gus G ex um, uh, Dio and Sean Glenn myself and uh, the guy that set it all up um, Glenn Poland and he was in the US military and he had a lot to say and a lot to write about and he did a great job and in fact they're doing the second album now and rudy sarzo's on bass for this one which is amazing yeah yeah it's going to be it's going to be a great album but the first one again i'll put the link below so people can yeah. have a listen you know it was great so he kind of dragged me back into it you know and uh i i gotta thank him for that that's for sure um and uh, Steph Hans, like Hollywood Monsters, uh, kind of reached out to him and we started, you know, conversing and um, he says, you know, I really don't know what to do next. And I said, because uh, we have already, we did a few things together, uh, a few songs, you know, we did, um, we did a couple of Bowie songs. There was something else, and I can't remember what it was right now. But he was like, I don't know what to do next. And I said, are you kidding? Like, revive Hollywood Monsters. I'll help you out with this, you know. And, I mean, we've got so many great players on that, on Thriving on Chaos, the last album. It's absolutely amazing. So, and, and then it kind of, you know, tumbled in from there. Of course, on that album, I started working with, you know, 
other people. And you know what? He surprised me with a lot of stuff too. Is uh, we were doing a song. Um, and again, I can't remember the name of the song, but we're working on it. And it was probably the only song in a long time that I actually stood up on my studio and played bass. Like I just let it go. And I did a little wah thing. Uh, you know, it was a little crescendo and it was, you know, going down. I thought, you know what, let me throw a wah in there before his guitar solo. Well, when he sent it back to me, you know, I sent him the track and he, was mixing the track and he sent it back yeah. to me. It had Don Airy on keyboards. And I mean, Don has played with, you know, everyone. He's, and he surprised me with that. So it was like, holy crap. And then knowing that is Don Airy's using a wah. So, I mean, you know, my wah got a little bit bigger in the mix, but you know, who cares? It's still, <laughs> still there. Yeah, it's still there, and I mean, it's a great song. It's called uh, Scream Licking for a Mouth. That's the song. But it's on uh, Hollywood Monsters' third album, Thriving on Chaos. And, you know, you just mentioned about the Hollywood Monsters. I actually want to talk about that. You know, you were currently a part of them, and last year they released the new album, Thriving on Chaos. How yeah. was it, like, writing and recording that? Well, you know what? Steph did most, like, Steph did all of the, the, the writing for that. And basically what I was doing was I would do the base things. I set up the website. I was doing a lot of business for that at that particular time. So, I mean, it was easy for me to come in and do certain things. Um, but you know what? Steph kept me on his, on my toes, man. He really did. I you know? And we would talk every day. Like we would, you know, like we're six hours, six and a half hours difference. And, you know, I'd go to bed at, you know, 10 o'clock or whatever. I'd send him a message and, I'd get a message like really early from him and it's like, I had to get up and pee. Like, but you know, like he was there, he was still, you know, he was, he did, he did a great job on this album. That's for sure. And I'm really, really happy to be a, a part of that. I really am. Yeah. I mean, just the, the quality and just the, um, just everything about it, you know, you just tell it's, it, it's, I don't really know. I don't have like the right, it's just the quality. I don't really have like the right terminology, but just it, it's very whole about everything you can hear and everything they've added. Yeah. And you know what, uh, too, Matthew, it's, it's like a mix. You got, you got metal in there. I mean, I got Glenn Drover to play guitar on a track. Um, it's metal. It's classic rock. Yeah. You know, we got some soft rock in there. It's, it's, it's a meld of everything. And, um, and to me, it's not, it wasn't overproduced and that's what I love. And it ended up in, uh, uh, who mastered it, a uh, gentleman by the name in Sweden, uh, his name is Tommy Denander and Tommy has worked with like everyone. You look up his name on Wikipedia and his discography is just like, I hope you have a half an hour at least because it's like huge. And Tommy, uh, he's worked with Alice Cooper and, all kinds of other people and such a nice guy too. And he, he mastered all this stuff before it went, you know, for, uh, you know, for whatever we do after it. Right? <laughs> yeah. The but, next step. <laughs> yeah. The next step. And you know what? He did such a great job and he even didn't overdo things. You know, it is what it is. And like you can, I threw on a, a, a Jethro Tull album, Aqualung, um, 
the other day on vinyl and I listened to that and I thought to myself, you know, I'm quite fortunate that album, the way it sounds, sounds like something like that vinyl, like Jethro Tull, like, you know, back in the seventies, you know, where they paid, you know, so much money to do where we all have home studios and we, you know, file sharing and stuff, but it's not, that album wasn't like precise. And that's what I loved about it so much. It's not like a machine where everything's gonna be like on point. There's gonna be a little bit of variety. There's a bit different, but uh, it actually made a very good point too that um you know back then about recording you know versus recording nowadays where everyone you could be you know in different countries even yeah and recording and you all have your home home uh, home, sh home studios can't talk and uh, and you can file share and you can connect with people that aren't even in the same location as you exactly I mean this album Thriving on Chaos we had uh geez you know Los Angeles Toronto in three or four different locations. I mean, there's five Canadians on this album too, which is great. You know, Danko Jones, uh, Alexis Von Craven. Um, we had Greg Godovitz, uh, Glenn Drover and myself, you know, and it's like history right there is absolutely fantastic. We had uh, Fred Mika from Brazil. You know, a couple of guys out of LA. We have in France, we have, you know, mastered in Sweden. And it's like, man, this is this is just so cool. It's a great time to be alive. You know? It traveled it traveled the whole world without really without you guys ever really going anywhere. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the album is is uh is now in uh when it's mailed out, you buy a physical copy, it's in Brazil. And there is a Japanese version of it too, which reminds me, I still have to contact them to order. I want everyone to have a Japanese version. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I like. Oh, so, um, so are there physical copies available for around KS still? If people are interested. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what? And I'll I'll post it. I'll post it. Fantastic. When you post this, you let me know, and what I'll do is I'll uh, I'll provide some links. Fantastic. Yes. If anyone's interested, please listen to Hollywood Monsters, man. You were in for a treat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I treat mean, I love it. Listen to them. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, I mean, you've worked, as we were kind of talking a little bit about, about recording and stuff, you've worked with many great legends and still work with many great legends to this day. Did anyone have any unique or different takes of, like, how to record music, like, even, like, back then or even today? Uh, one thing that stands out, uh, was being in the studio, I was downtown Toronto with Danko Jones and, uh, I think there was four of us, you know, in the, in the, in the room <clears throat> and he would do, uh, he did a, uh, cover th of, uh, Thin Lizzy and he did like absolutely amazing job, but how we did it and, um, he went in and he did all the verses, right? Did all the verses, everything's cool. And then he did all the choruses and then he did all of the harmonies he needed to do. But, and that got me thinking like as a session bass player, I've had, you know, like I would 
walk into my studio behind me and I would play the song and I'd have people come back and say, hey, Ronnie, can you, like in the chorus or the bridge, can you do this or that or this or that? And it's not like, you know, I'm in a recording studio where I can punch in. I have to make another, you know, another recording session and record that little session. So it got me thinking, I'm going to start doing the same thing. I'm going to start doing all of the, uh, all of the verses, the choruses. Um, you know, I always ask to be the last one to do their stuff, you know, on the recording because I want to hear what the vocalist is doing. I want to hear what the, you know, guitar player is playing for a lead. And there was many times where I had to, you know, I was have to re-record something or I wanted to re-record something because I was surprised by it. And it's like, okay, let me do this. Let me, you know, let's, let's put this up to 10 now or 11, you know, let, let's go. Yeah. So watching Danko do his thing and it, it really kind of made me think and it's saving me some time. So yes, definitely. Well, I think that's actually very, I mean, to me, that sounds very smart of, you know, record record you know those sections and then you can put it all together but you've already like recorded like oh i messed up on here i can re-record only this section i mean that's very that's very clever well yeah and you know what the thing about it is is if i have someone uh, that says hey can you can you uh do an upper registry on this one you know on this part of the song it'll take me 30 seconds to do or you know like a minute to do by the time i load it up do it send it back to them and they're happy you know so it's like bang here you go so yeah and there are like there's a few other people like we're um vinnie apice um the guy is just solid as they come and if i were to have a like you said would you rather play live with vinnie or record with vinnie i'd say record because Vinny, when he does things, all of a sudden, as like a rhythm section, you're not expecting stuff. And I giggle when I get a, I get like, you know, a drum track from him. Because like I know the song, I know what's going on in the song. And then all of a sudden, you know, he'll do, 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 they'll be like, other drummers don't do that at that section. And he makes it work so well. So playing live with him, I would probably just stick to, you know, stick to the song. I would maybe, you know, accentuate what the vocals are doing or the guitar is doing, but I'd stay right in the pocket with Vinny because I don't know what he's going to do next. And he, he's an amazing player. That's for sure. Uh, and I actually, you, you brought up something, you know, while we were setting up this interview, a very interesting question. So I'm going to ask you, who are your top three drummers you have recorded with? I'm very curious about this. Okay. Who I've recorded with. Yeah. Okay. Or have you played with? Or I've got, well, either. No, uh, you know what? No, recorded with, I can give you a top three. Okay. Maybe with an honorable mention. Go for it. Uh, it's your interview, man. Vinny for sure. Vinny Apice. Uh, solid as they come. Um, as I said, when I get when I get drum tracks for him, I just giggle when I listen to him. He records great. He also builds his own uh, um, his computers to to record with too. 
So is anybody's interested in a, in a good computer for recording, get a hold of Vinny. Um, Vinny Apice, number one. Uh, number two, someone that, that I think I could play live with and record with any, any day, Sean Drover. Solid ex Megadeth act of defiance idolon and and Megadeth. I mean that guy is killer. He's a beast. Abs yeah, absolutely killer. I mean his double uh, his double kick, everything about him, and I feel comfortable. Is uh, I've done a couple albums with him, and it's almost I'm familiar what he's going to do next, you know. But he what he does next is always amazing. And so Sean, for sure, uh, another cat out of Toronto, um, Sasha Tukach. He played with uh, Platinum Blonde, and the guy's like a chameleon. Um, you could put him in any musical situation whatsoever, and he's going to pull it off. Uh, I did a couple of songs with him, with Steph Hond, actually, uh, prior to... Uh, Hollywood Monsters, but I've always been a fan of, of his playing. Um, as I said, he's like a chameleon. You can throw him in any situation and he's gonna rock it for sure. Um, honorable mention, Alexis Von Craven. Another monster, monster rock and metal uh, drummer. I'd like to do more with him. Uh, you know, in the coming months, I'd like to do kind of like a bass and drum thing with him. Just like, you know. That would get, be sick. I yeah, mean, man, you guys together. Yeah, yeah. He's absolutely killer. So, and he's probably hearing about this for the first time right now. So, you know, he'll, well, hey, he'll be ringing me up saying, I'm in, let's do it. Come on, it's cool. Well, but if yeah. you're watching, you should be. Get with him. I'm, I'm all for it. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, no, the guy's like a, a complete, um, not only is he like a sound drummer technically in, you know, everything, but he's a great showman too. So I think him and I together would uh, would definitely, uh, we'd rock it. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for that and I totally believe that as well. And it just, you guys together, you guys, I think you burn down the house, honestly. Yeah, I think so too. I think you're right. Thank you. Matthew. Hopefully, figuratively, not literally, but I don't know. Well, you never know. You never know. I'll wear pants that night. <laughs> I'll put out the fire. I, I always ask my guests this question. I'm always curious. What music have you been listening to this week? I already know you. You named Jethro Tull. That's one. That's one. That was on vinyl. Jethro Tull, Aqualung. I listened to Stevie Wonder songs in the key of life. I listened to, uh, I can't remember which Chili Pepper album I listened to. Um, I've been going back and forth with some of the recordings that, that I did with other people. And I've been kind of messing around on Pro Tools with that. Um, and you know what, Neil Young, this morning. Solid yeah, solid. yeah, Neil Young Harvest, which is an amazing album. You guys got him now. He's Canadian, but he, now he's an American citizen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's funny because where I grew up, I grew up in a little town called Dunsford, in Dunsford, Ontario, but in between Lindsay and Bob Cajun, for those who want to Google it. Anyway, his family lived 
in a, uh, they had a farm in a town, I don't know how many kilometers it would be, you know, probably less than 12, but it was uh, in Omimi and he lived there. And uh, a little funny story that I was, I was reminded of a couple of weeks ago and we're on my dock, you know, like my parents had a cottage resort and I was with my uh, my older sister and some of her friends and there was it was a really dark night and very cloudy night and we had like what we called a raft and it was like this thing out in the water probably about you know 40 or 50 feet away from the dock and these people came by in a rowboat and a guy was playing guitar and it sounded exactly like Neil Young you know, and of course I had to make a smart ass comment anyway, but they laughed and it was like, um, that was Neil Young. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah, he says the next song will tell you, eh, maybe it'll tell you. And I can't remember the song that he did, but it was, it was Neil Young. That's, that's actually really cool. I mean, <laughs> and I was reminded of this and I when he started playing, I yelled out something about Led Zeppelin, like, do you know any Zeppelin tunes? And of course I got the elbow from, you know, dude, that's Neil Young. I go, no, it's not. Dude, that's Neil Young. So, yeah. So anyway. That's a, that's very cool. Neil, Neil Young on a, on a, um, on a raft. Yeah. <laughs> Just well, you know, they stopped, they stopped at the raft, like they, they were in the rowboat. Right? Oh yes. And they, they stopped at the raft and it was like, you know, we were chatting, we heard, you know, some tunes and as I said, it wasn't a very uh, bright night, so we couldn't see, you know, it was like a very overcast, it was like August or, you know, late July, early August. And, and I was probably maybe about 13 or 14 years old, but yeah, Neil, you gotta love Neil. It's very cool. This week I'm listening to it as my shirt, this says uh, I've been listening to Black Sabbath, yeah, Ozzy, of course. Yeah. Uh, listening to some Creed, Alter Bridge, so Alice Cooper, like a bunch of great stuff this week. Hollywood Monsters, of course. Okay, there you go, perfect. You know what? How do you end your night? Some Danko Jones. I'm. I, yeah. I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna do that. You do that. You'll do that. <laughs> Alright, so thank you so much, Frank Alby. Very fun time chatting with you. Yeah. And I got one more thing before we go. I know 2020 okay. has been an interesting year, to say the least. Uh, yes. What are some of your future plans for tw the rest of 2020 and now into 2021? I know you kind of talked about it, but is there some other stuff you're in the works as well? Uh, you know what? I'm going to wait for the book to be released. I'm going to I'll publish the, uh, my website, RonnieRobson.com. I will, once this thing is over, I plan on nonstop touring with this band that we've been talking with. Uh, I want to go, you know, I'll get out of the house, come back a couple weeks in, a couple weeks out. Couple, my wife will be happy. Oh, he's gone. Okay, good. <laughs> now I can paint the bathroom, you know, but yeah, no, that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to work on more projects. With, with people around the world, um, you know, hopefully just touring and relaxing. Just exactly what I want to do is those two, those two things, 
tour and, and just play on sessions and relax and maybe seed my lawn in the spring. Put some pants on. Put some pants on, mow my lawn, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. No, keep it easy peasy for the rest of my life. I like it. Uh, how about Hollywood Monsters? Uh, anything coming up with them? No. You know what? It's funny because, like, after the, the Thriving on Chaos uh, happened, you know, Steph's into uh, a new band, uh, Now or Never, N-O-N. Um, everyone's kind of doing stuff, you know, like doing their own thing. Um, I would love, once this thing is over, to come together and tour. Like, with that no, lineup, no. Vinny, Steph, me, and, and Tracy G. I think that would be absolutely amazing. And never say never. So, I mean, we're all busy. Everyone's trying to survive. Everyone's doing what they need to do. But you know what? I would love that. Go out as the Hollywood Monsters. Let's go. I'm ready. I think that would be epic. I mean, if you guys ever came around my area, I would totally love to see you guys. I mean. Well, you know what? You're, you're, you're in Connecticut, right? Uh, Indiana. Indiana. Oh, you're in Indiana. Yeah. Okay, wait a minute. That's about uh, five and a half hours. No, we're there. Okay. I'm there, there. too. We're there. Okay, cool. Okay, for some reason, I thought you were in Connecticut. Why is Tina's from in... uh, Connecticut? Yeah, but I thought you were. I know she she is, but I yeah. I don't know. Anyway, oh, yeah, Indiana representing right here. Oh yeah, cool. Well, Indiana's got a good representative. Let me tell you. That's right. This guy right here. That's it. <laughs> Thank you so much for hanging out with me, man. Fun time. We gotta do this again sometime. Oh yeah, for sure. When you, you get everything released, man. Just I mean, just tell you talking just about music with you, man. Fun time. You know what? I really appreciate you having me on. Um, I really do. And you know what? I had a blast. You're a great interviewer. You you ask really good questions too, which is cool. So I'm in. Anytime, Matthew. Love it. We will get together again. But for Ronnie Robson, session basis for a bunch of great legends I've listed in my intro out of Toronto, Canada. I am Matthew Thomas from Super Cool Radio, and thank you for watching.